Are you ready? Go. It's time, time to separate the men from the boys. boys. Get down to the business of sport right here on the world-famous Ginger's Perspective. Hello and welcome to MMA Uncaged. And what a cracking weekend it was for fight fans. Not only EFC 57, the first event of the year, but also UFC 209 in Sin City, Las Vegas. Delivered some rather interesting results, including a massive knockout with Alistair Overeem proving too powerful for Mark Hunt. Uh, Justin Ferrier, the MMA authority, joins me as always. Justin, let's get right into it. Uh, in terms of that knockout for Overeem, I mean, is this maybe the end of the road for Hunt? Because we know he's had a lot of distractions building up to this fight. I don't know if Mark Hunt will ever just die quietly. I think he will fight even long past when he should. Uh, he may not... Uh, he's got a couple of fights left on his contract, I'm sure. But even when his time with the UFC is over, I don't feel he'll just go quietly into the night. He'll probably fight in small organizations because I think that's all he knows. It's all he's done. Yeah, he's a he's a born and bred brawler, isn't he? He's got knockout power, maybe uh, on the wrong side of 30 at this point of his career. But he's he's got those contract problems. And wasn't he suing the UFC at one point and all sorts of other sort of things that weren't... Um, helping his preparations for fighting? Yeah, suing other fighters and suing the UFC. And I, and I get that you must stand up for what you believe in and all that. I, I get that. But it's just it's difficult to spread yourself so thin. You must have... If you, if, if you are going to be a fighter, fighting must be your focus. If you are going to sue people, then that must be your focus. You must do everything 100%. You end up spreading yourself too thin, too many distractions, and it's just showing. And it showed in the fact that he's losing his chin. Big time, big time. What a spectacular knockout. Uh, I know that the UFC posted a tweet with a, a gif of Overeem winking, saying, wink if you've just knocked out your opponent. So uh, a bit of class action on, on their social media side of things. Tyron Woodley retained his title uh, on the main card by decision over Stephen Thompson. Um, what did you make of it? What was your thoughts on the fight? Um, back and forth. Uh, difficult to difficult to go against the judges um the judges decision is final the uh, nevada state athletic commission head came out and said that he disagreed with the 10-8 round that was given to woodley um which is a first because they'd never go against themselves you know they're kind of like doctors they never badmouth each other yeah um but the fact remains is even if it was a draw again because one one judge gave it a draw even if it was a draw again the same result would have been time Woodley would have won I thought that Woodley would win. I just thought it would be slightly different. I thought that I, I do feel that Wonderboy is a much better striker than Woodley, but I thought that would be the edge that Woodley needed to rush him because he's much stronger than him. Yeah. Rush him and take him down, but it was actually pretty lackluster. So in terms of main event stature, it didn't live up to what it should have been and what it could have been. Do you think Woodley's um, statement where he keeps on about trying to be the greatest welterweight the UFC has ever seen. Do you think that holds any merit? Do you think he's got the skill set to do that? But on the other hand, you look at, at the way he, he adapts his game plan to deal with a guy like Stephen Thompson, who's got the reach, he's got the angles, he's got the striking power. What do you make of a statement? Is there any merit in that? Do you think he's, he could back that statement up? 
I don't. You know, to be the greatest, you've got to have, A, the greatest skill set, and you've got to have the greatest marketing, and you've got to be dynamic and, and loved by all. Whereas there were other fights on that card that excited me way more. I mean, Khabib, I, I, I was genuinely sad when Khabib's fight didn't happen because to me that was pretty much the main event. Yep. Uh, that's who, that, is, that is who excites me. That's crazy. It is crazy. to. I mean, the news broke Friday night, um, this side, and I sent you the message, and you were like, you've got to be kidding me. I know you were, you were out, but when I sent it to you, I could see that you were distraught. I mean, everyone wanted to see Khabib Nurmagomedov fight Tony Ferguson and prove. I mean, there's so much hype around Khabib at the moment, and there's a theory, obviously, that, that, that you and I have discussed multiple times that he's got Conor McGregor in his sights and the crosshairs. You know, so for it not to happen on medical reasons is very sad for, for the main card. There's so many ways that this could play out. There's, they couldn't, they may not allow him to go down to the right weight. Uh, he may have medical issues. Um, he may not get the offers of fights. There's so many ways he's done himself a disservice. You know, I, I'm, I'm a firm believer in a fighter can say whatever he feels, provided he can back it up. And unfortunately, not making weight is unprofessional. That is, there's no two ways about it. Yes, health issues and health first, whatever the cases. But you should put yourself in a position where that doesn't happen. Yeah, that should be an anomaly. But he hasn't made weight before, and he starts. Rumor has it he started from 89 kilos. Yeah, wow. I mean, there's no way that we'll improve that. But yeah, he's a big guy, well, and that... cutting it so fine isn't any good. Yeah, Dana but White. Yeah. No, carry on, carry on. It's just sad because he is. He's a dynamic fighter. He's unbelievably talented, and he's a draw card. I'd like to see the numbers. Um, I'd like to see what they, what their target was for for pay per views, and what it actually was when when uh, Khabib was taken off the card. There's a whole lot of Russian uh, viewers that wouldn't be uh, watching anymore, that's for sure. But interesting, and not to dwell too much on it because we never like to dwell too much on the negative side of things. But Dana White said that uh, Nurmagomedov's crew, his team trainer and then should have contacted the UFC and and this could have been you know dealt with in a much better way they apparently just took him to a local hospital instead of going through the right channels I concern that concern of you when you say that because that means that they will save the card at any cost so let's say that Nurmagomedov was unprepared whatever the case is and he was he was unhealthy so therefore he was taken to the hospital I don't know about you but if I'm if, if my missus is sick or you hurt yourself. I'm driving you to the first hospital. I'm not phoning for permission. No, the true. only people I'm going to phone is the medical aid when we get there. Of course. You know? So that 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 does concern me. Um, but maybe there is merit. Maybe it wasn't as bad as what they say. And maybe it could have been a catchweight bout. Yeah, who knows? Well, we'll never know uh, until they release further details. Obviously, still big news. Um, although, in case you've missed it, George Simpier back uh, signed with the UFC. A four-fight deal. Um, and it looks like um, you'll be fighting the current middleweight champion, Michael Bisping. Now, the two of them had a bit of an altercation. I know that uh, GSP said Bisping smelt like alcohol. I don't know if the mind games has already started ahead of their bout later this year. I, I don't know GSP to uh, play mind games. He's a gentleman. He always has been. Um, whereas Bisping is... He tries to stay relevant by talking shit. That's unfortunately how he is. I, 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 I think Bisping only took that fight because he thought it was a much. Well, he knows it's an easier fight than Yoel Romero. How they robbed Yoel Romero of a, of a title shot, I have no idea. 
I mean, his. I, I was reading just this morning. Uh, his list, his his road to uh, on, on his contendership, knockouts, TKOs, big finishes, only one decision against a very good fighter. Um, he's the man for the for the title, but they obviously feel that Bisping and GSP is a big sell. Obviously, yeah. they and and the trout. I mean, everybody will get up for that fight. Everybody wants to see GSP. I think he's been too long out of the game, but. So, like I mentioned it, and Joe Rogan said that he's been constantly evolving, etc. I just think that four years is a long time yeah. to stay away from something that you want to stay at the top of. Now, maybe this is a swan song for Michael Bisbing instead of for GSP. Possibly. All right. That's Let- one way of looking at it. <laughs> oh, just throwing a spanner in the works, uh, as you do at times. Justin, let's turn our attention now to... Um, EFC 57, which was a, an incredible, incredible night. A great way to start the year. Can you hear my dogs? Yes, I can. Shit. Okay, hold on a second. I don't know why they're barking. All right. Very light in the background. It was yeah. Like I had to listen. I'm sure I can take it out. I'm sure I can take it. Let's pick it up there. Cool. All right. <clears throat> All right, Justin. Now, in terms of the first Extreme Fighting Championship event of 2017, EFC 57, it delivered some cracking fights, and uh, we saw some narrow escapes uh, and also some surprising results, I suppose, at, at the end of the day. If you think about it, Martin van Staden in his... Oh, for flip's sakes. Why are they barking at? Sorry, bro. Let's try that again. No, no stress at all. No, it's just, it annoys me, like... Anyway, that's why I, even my studio, I need, a, I need something. Okay, here we go. All right, Justin, let's turn our attention now to the first event of 2017 for the Extreme Fighting Championship. EFC 57 at Carnival City delivered some cracking fights, but also some narrow escapes. I mean, let's start with Martin van Staden uh, dropping to lightweight, taking on Christian Holly. Holly showed that his ground game is unbelievable, and van Staden, even though he won't admit it, it was close at one point to being all over. Yeah, I, I've, I judged that fight and I had... Uh... Christian Holly at 10-8. I had him winning the first round. Uh, he was, in my opinion, on the way, well on his way to winning that fight. But this is MMA, and this is Martin van Staden. He, he, he is an absolute animal, and he is dangerous. The more winded he gets, the more dangerous he gets. Um, it just did leave a big question mark over his grappling. Great defense and all that, and I, I'm with you, but he, he got the fact that Christian Holly was able to transition to his back and get a full body triangle from the back I mean that's huge in terms of grappling that's that's probably the most dominant position and stayed there for well over three minutes he did so lessons learnt there for Martin van Staden um, let's quickly touch on the Gordon Ruttmann uh, Georgie Georgiev fight I mean how much punishment did the Bulgarian beast take it was unbelievable on his face didn't even look like it looked like he came from a facial it didn't even look like he was in a fight yeah and, R- and Ruttmann did look like he was in a war yeah. um, <laughs> A great performance from Gordon. A very lackluster performance from Georgie. I've, I've trained with Georgie. I've sparred with Georgie. Uh, and the kid has lit me up. I mean, I'm, not that I'm a benchmark of any kind, but he is way better than what he showed you on the day. There was no head movement. Um, sort of trying to do a one-hand block. It was disappointing. But take nothing away from Gordon. Gordon rose to the occasion. Yeah. Uh, he, he really, really did well. and uh, he, he sort of feeds off. You should feel the energy cage side. You know, you can just feel that he's a presence. Um, and he lived up to his name. And he did really, really well. 
Is it a case of the big lights uh, maybe playing a role for, for Georgie there? I know Gordon's an experienced campaigner now and he keeps saying that he pushes the pushes the tempo. He uh, pulls the piles the pressure on his opponent. But for Georgiev, was it a case of maybe the big lights just getting in the way there, overwhelming him a touch? Yeah, I think, you know, Georgie's fought before, but I think, if I'm not mistaken, this was his first main card. So to open up the main card, and everybody knows that being on SABC, there's way more viewers so you know everyone is watching you. You know there's millions of viewers. So that could have played. That could have uh, been a factor. Uh, maybe. Well, uh, hopefully he's learned from that one. But Gordon and Rage Rootman, impressive. Uh, I know that he got one of the performance bonuses uh, on the night. So good effort from him. Um, Vessel Mostert uh, taking on the Mustard, the man from Sunderland. Uh, Mostert keeps on racking up Ws though. I mean. It wasn't particularly um, impressive, in my humble opinion, but when he landed that elbow, goodnight nurse, it just shows how dangerous he can be. He's very powerful, um, and he's tenacious. I just think that they've got to up their game if they're going to be worldly contenders on the heavyweight stage. Um, a little bit slow, loading up punches, both of them, Tony Mustard and Bessel Mustard. Um, but yeah, he's, he's got a lot of power behind him, be nice to see him uh, tested in terms of cardio, um, and it'd be nice to see somebody with head movement who moves out of the way of the strikes. But he's done very well. I don't. Th- I think if he fights Andrew Van Sale, it's a different kettle of fish because we know Andrew Van Sale is is can take a hiding. He took a hiding from Elvis Moyer and survived. So I don't think. I think Vessel's power will be negated, and I don't think that he can live up. Uh, to the grappling of Andrew from Sale. But after Elvis Moyer's performance, there might be Elvis Moyer, Andrew from Sale too. I, I, I was about to ask you, I mean, no disrespect to, to Vessel Mostert. Uh, I think maybe one or two more fights before he can really put up his hand for title contention. Um, but Elvis Moyer just showed, like, he's evolved, man. Uh, chatting to him afterwards, he just said, like, he didn't even feel Mike Vermeulen deserved to be in the cage with him. Um, and he just shows that he's taken massive steps in, in improvement. I mean, his, his ground game, we all know his striking is ridiculous. He throws with bad intentions. But Moyo is becoming um, a heavyweight that definitely deserves another shot. Absolutely. Uh, he's definitely worthy of a title. You know, at the weigh-in, um, he shot like a fake double-leg takedown on, on, uh, at the stare-off against Mark Vermeulen. And it was so fast and it was so effortless. And for big guys to get up and down like it is is not easy, and he did it like a lightweight. So you could see from there. But uh, listen, he did get take nothing away. Mark's powerful. He, he, yeah. He put Elvis down, whether it was a half slip or whatever the case is. <laughs> yeah. Elvis still sat down. He did. He did. He regained his composure, realized he was in a fight, and then that was it. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was uh, it was a well impressive performance from Elvis Moyer. Take nothing away from Mike Vermeulen. Also, uh, um came to fight but unfortunately the class of Moyo just prevailed on the night but I think let's talk about that um, featherweight title fight um, Iga Cabeza obviously losing the title to, to Danny Henry and Iga Cabeza came out all guns blazing I thought this is going to be done in round one Henry's been overwhelmed yet Henry showed some composure and ended up with a W you know Henry got out wrestled and he said something in his post fight interview he said we knew we were going to get out wrestled because I think Iga I think he can't hold a candle to, to Iga's wrestling. Iga's wrestling is phenomenal. It's world class. But I, what I did think they know is because he's changed camps, I think there, would have, there was a big question mark over Iga's 
uh, cardio. So to keep a restless pace, you've got to have lungs of steel. Yeah. If you don't have lungs of steel, you can't keep a restless pace. So Iger came out, and they knew that Henry knew that he would have to weather the storm, and did so. And I think Iger just got because Iger dominated. He went to side, and then and then all of a sudden, then I think he didn't respect the fact that I didn't think I think he didn't think that that Danny could submit him. Yeah. And yet he, he wrapped in the end of kind of choke, and that was all she wrote. Unbelievable, unbelievable fight. It really was, and it just shows how unpredictable MMA can be. But with more time and more experience, it shows also that fighters who, who keep their composure move into a, a better position. They weather the storm and they take advantage, as Henry did on the night. So the next EFC it will be April the 8th. It's uh, not far away. Grand Western Cape Town. Justin and I will be there. So we'll we'll see you. Come and say how's it if you are in the mother city for that event. It's going to be a cracker. Mazan here against Madge. Just to name one of the fights. But you don't want to miss that. Justin and I will be there. So come and say how's it if you're in the mother city. And you want to see some top quality MMA. Mazani against Madge. No, that's stealing the headlines. That will be an absolute cracker. But before we wrap up MMA Uncaged, Justin, our very own Gareth Soldier Boy McClellan, in action at UFC Fight Night 106 in Brazil uh, over the weekend. Your thoughts on the fight going into this one? Uh, not an easy fight, but Gareth seems prepared. He spent some time in New Zealand with a friend of ours, Jason Foster. So, new camp, maybe a new mindset, maybe a fresh set of lungs, and uh, we wish him all the best. He's still our hero, win, lose, or draw. There we go, bud. There we go. Well, that's MMA Uncaged. Remember to catch us on iTunes as well as cliffcentral.com and on csduplicy.co.za. It's the ginger's perspective. You can find all previous podcasts too. And remember to give Justin a follow on Twitter at Justin B. Ferrier. He's also on Facebook. You can find him there. And uh, we'll give some picks ahead of the next uh, EFC event, next UFC event too. Thanks very much for listening to MMA Uncaged. We'll catch you again next time.